want to say I'm sorry if you come expecting Apostle Kyle tonight. <laughs> and all you got was me. But I thank the Lord that he was here because God is, is the author of all things. Amen. That are good. For all good things come from above. And I'm glad that we were able to come and worship together today. I'm glad to be here again tonight with you. I want to tell you something before I get started. I want to invite you um, this coming Friday night. We have Stephen and Lori, who I don't even know their last name. Ward, every time I've ever heard them mention, they was just Stephen and Lori. And um, they used to be Ron Carpenter's praise and worship team. And um, they went out to um, Oklahoma with Bishop Tony Miller and were there. And, you know, Bishop Tony Miller died um, a couple years ago, and they came back to Greenville and started a movement, I would say, called The Living Room where basically they just do praise and worship and usher in the presence of God. And um, I saw a YouTube video where um, Ron Carpenter had act was actually with them um, in one of his broadcasts that were saying that he sponsored them now and what they were doing because everyone needed to experience the living room. And so we have contacted them and they're going to be at um, Unity over in Alkalu this coming Friday night at 7. So we plan on just rolling in the Holy Spirit for a couple of hours and then going back home. That's what we're planning on doing, so we hope we'll see you there. Amen. Praise God. I want you to turn your Bibles, if you would, to Romans chapter 8. And I want to talk to you about something that's tough. It seems like everything the Lord's had me talking about lately is something tough. Man, you know. I don't know. I, I, I want to preach about how good he is and, you know, and talk about that because and, and, he's good all the time. But I want to talk to you tonight about dying, about dying. But I want to read a scripture to you from Romans chapter 8 and getting started from chapter 8 and verse 15. It says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness to our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And here comes the bad part. If indeed we suffer with him, man, that we may also be glorified together. Father, tonight we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for the glory that you give to the church, the true church, my Father, the called ones of the Lord Jesus Christ. For, Lord, you didn't leave us here in this world to do it alone. But, God, you sent a helper, my Father, God, that is the very glory of God and the power, Father, that is in the Holy Spirit. You let rest upon us, my Father, God, unto eternal life. And Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, that your glory, God, is strengthening in the earth. And Lord, that you are pouring out upon all flesh, my Father, that are seeking your face. And we say, come, Lord Jesus, and fill this house and fill our hearts. Give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see what you're doing in Sumter. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, could be a little bit higher, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. He asked me if I wanted one of these, and I told him no. You know, I'm glad that, you know, it's just like one of your children. You know what they want, even if they don't know what they need. 
I appreciate that, buddy. I do. So the, tonight I want to talk to you a little bit about dying in Christ and the process of dying. You know, that's not, not something that we want to do, but it's something that the Bible says is necessary because it says that if we die with him, that we will also partake in his glory. That we'll partake in the glory of God. And I believe that the dying in Christ is a process. I don't think that you do all that at one time, but I believe that God in his mercy slowly reveals things about us that we're to change. I know that I, I believe with, with everything in my heart that if the Lord would have shown me every way that he wanted to change me on the day I got saved, I would have probably give up. Because I'd have been like, oh, there's no way, that's, that's, I can't do that. And, and I probably would have went back home. But in his mercy, he peeled me down layer by layer to conform me into the image of Jesus. And I believe tonight that there's many people that are going through processes that you don't understand. You're going through processes that you necessarily didn't even bring on yourself, but it's just there. Do you know sometimes in some of the worst things that's ever happened to me, I didn't know why they were happening. And I couldn't stop them. I wanted to stop them. If it had been in my power, I would have stopped them. But there was things that happened down in my heart and there was feelings that I had down inside that I could not stop it. And I wanted to stop it because it was painful and it hurt and I didn't like it. But there was nothing I could do about it. And God takes us through these processes sometime whenever we're rebuking the enemy and we're calling out the devil and the devil's like, dude, ain't nowhere close to that. I want to stop it too because I know what God's trying to do in your life and I really want to stop it. And he's hoping that you will crawl out of it and, and just come out and say, I can't take no more. Because the enemy himself knows what you will be if you stay in this process and you submit yourself to the suffering like Christ. The Bible tells us that there's more than one kind of suffering that can happen with us, that we can suffer as an evildoer. And it says, what is that if you suffer as an evildoer? But if you suffer as a righteous person, that you should rejoice in the Lord and be glad because your reward will be great. It will be great. So, I want to read you another scripture here from Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. The Bible says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. How many of you want to know him in the power of his resurrection? And the fellowship of his suffering. Oh man, I'm just going to put my hand in my pocket. Being conformed to his death. That if in any means I might obtain to the resurrection from the dead. But the scripture tells us that it's not my death that I'm conforming to, but it's the death of Christ. And I believe with everything in me that there are, there are details of the death of Christ that we should pay close attention to because these are the things that come in life that if we submit our, ourselves to them righteously and in the correct order that we're going to come out in the glory of God, in the resurrection power of newness of life. Now, in a lot of ways, whenever you got saved, you submitted yourself to a certain death. When you were baptized, you were baptized into death and rose up in the newness of life. But you know as well as I do, for every, every step that you're moving up, you're moving into a new glory, there's a new dying process. And I'm telling you tonight that there are many of you who are already spiritual giants. 
You're already where God would want you to be. You're already ahead of a lot of people who are saved and on their way to heaven, but you find yourself in the process of another death. You find yourself dying to something inside, and it's not comfortable. It's not easy, but it's like what Jesus experienced. And if it's like what Jesus experienced, the first thing that there has to be is there has to be a garden experience in your life. There has to be a garden experience, not whenever we are being conformed to death itself, but his death. Because in his death, there was the Garden of Gethsemane. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, there's some great travail that's going to happen. In the Garden of Gethsemane, there's going to be a time in the, in the garden that you're going to say, God, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You see, in the garden is a place that the pain is great. And most of that pain that, it, that, that is, is being experienced by you in the garden is coming from betrayal. It's coming from things that you had no fault in. You see, if you had fault in it, it's not a crucifixion. That's just you dying to your own flesh. And there is a difference in that. Whenever I've been doing things that's wrong and, and I'm lamenting over it, that's not the kind of death I'm talking about. But I'm talking about a dying process whenever you know that you're doing what you're supposed to do, when you know that you're praying like you're supposed to pray, that you know that the Spirit of God is alive in you and well in you, but all of a sudden something hits you from the inside out, maybe not from the outside in, and it may come through someone else. Now, Pastor, how in the world can something hit me from inside when it comes from somebody else? Because it's a pain that you can't walk away from even when they're not there. There is a place that God is trying to take us into a glory that is so precious, into a fire that is so pure. And it's a painful process. And there's some of you that are in different places. Some of you are in the garden right now, and you're in great travail. And when freedom comes from this, you're going you're gonna to find out that when freedom comes, it's going to come many times through some of the deepest pains that you've ever been in. The garden experience is, is where many times that, that freedom is birthed, but it's in some of the deepest pains and the deepest betrayals that you've ever had in your life. And you know, if you have the ability to endure the garden and endure, endure the betrayal, you're going to partake in the glory. There's no doubt about that. But I'm going to be honest with you. There's many times in the Christian life that you say a living, you know, when we say we're a living sacrifice, there's a many times that a living sacrifice will just crawl off the altar and say, forget this. I'm going to go on about my business and I'm not, I'm not doing this. And when we do that, we nullify the process until next time. But it's going to come back. And the reason it's going to come back is not because God's tormenting you, but because he loves you and he sees something pure and righteous inside of you. And betrayal, it works in us to show many things. You see, when somebody betrays me, when somebody hurts me really deeply, it, it is painful and it's wrong and, and it's not my fault, but it'll show me my areas of weakness. 
Betrayal will show me where I need healing. Betrayal will show me where I hurt the most. It'll show me what needs to be healed in me because of the way I react to it. You see, Jesus, when he was betrayed, he took no measure. He even washed Judas' feet on the night when he was betrayed. And he loved him right on up to the betrayal. But betrayal exposes your heart. Whenever somebody betrays me or cuts me really deep and all of a sudden I find myself lashing out, all of a sudden I find so much anger in me, I find so much hostility in me, what it's doing is this exposing something that God's saying, this is a part of your dying process. This is a part of the process I'm taking you through. I want you to see what's inside of you that I'm trying to remove. And so the betrayal is not easy. And then after the garden, it comes the cross. And there's many times that when we're in the garden experience and, and we're headed to the cross, whenever we are dying our death, that we become weary and we can't make it. And there's one thing that I love because I'm looking at the Bible and, and, and the Bible's telling me that we should be conformed to his death. And so I'm reading about his death and, and Jesus is on the way to the cross and he's been beaten so bad that he can't carry the cross. But here's this guy. Simon of Serene. And I'm telling you that we, what we can learn from that is anytime that you are in the process of dying, God's not going to let you fail. If you will stay in the place that God wants you, he'll always bring someone to lift you up at the right moment. He'll always bring somebody along. Something will come along. There'll come a phone call of encouragement. There'll come a word of prophecy in the service. There'll come something from the Spirit of God to energize you and give you strength and lift you up and give you power whenever you don't have any of your own. God's not going to leave you there just in the road, but he's going to get you to your destination. And he said, I'll never, I'll never put something on you that you're not able to bear. But I thank God for the Simons that come along in life whenever I'm weak and they're able to speak life into me and they're able to pick up my cross and help me carry it a little ways. But in the process, you're going to need people. And when we get on the cross, the agony and the feeling of loss and, 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 and the loss of identity that, it, that, that is happening on the cross Whenever you're dying to who you were, especially, and we got to remember, this is not about being an addict and I'm dying to that and I'm being saved. I'm talking about people who are dying that were saved. People who have already went through a process, but all of a sudden now, now there's another dying that's happening. Don't crawl off the cross. The agony that you're feeling inside is the loss of identity in the flesh. But you're going to gain another identity. And it's just like Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 7 and 9 says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became a source of salvation to all who would obey him. You see, Jesus 
was on the cross and hanging on the cross. And this is another element of his death that we have to understand that even hanging on the cross, he led the thief beside him to salvation. Even in your dying process, God will make you effective. Even in the dying process that you're in, you'll still see effectiveness. And many times that effectiveness will hurt because you'll say, God, what about me? What about my pain? What about my situation, God? I see you using me through other things, but Lord, what about me? Stay there. Don't abandon the process because God is working something precious inside of you. And then part of the dying process is the tomb. When he was taken down from the cross and he's placed in the tomb, the tomb is a place where all of your energy is expelled and you're numb. And your energy can't cause you to come out. And this is the process that God is looking for. Is when you yield to the process of God, the power of God will begin to flow through you. And it is a place of agony. It's a place of inner agony. It may be confusion or sadness or heaviness or turmoil in your life. When you're in the tomb, the tomb is where you have no energy, but energy from another source, power from another source begins to come into you and give you life and life more abundantly. It is the love of God that contains the resurrection power. And it's that resurrection power that we're looking for tonight. It's the glory of God that we're looking for tonight. It's the glory that God is trying to reveal to you tonight. And I want to tell you something, Sumter, that God is wanting to pour a glory out on His church that He can only pour out on a people that have endured the cross. He can only pour it out on a people that has been willing to die. And I don't know where you're at on the journey. Maybe you're just getting into the garden. Maybe you're just beginning to agonize over some things. Maybe you're in that place of restlessness where things are coming together in your life and, it, and you don't know what is happening. There's things that's coming from all angles and, and it just seems like, God, why is things unraveling? But whenever you look out and everybody else looks at you and they think you've got everything together, but inside you feel like they're falling apart, that is a sign, my friend, that God is doing doing something inside of you. And I want to tell you something tonight that this is not about the people that are around you. And I want you to hear me well. It ain't about your husband. It's not about your wife. It's not about your kids. It's not about your friends. It's about you. It's about you. And what is important to you is that you do what God said, that you do what God wants you to do. That you stay the course in the situation because God is bringing resurrection power into your life. I said through the church today that we've come to a place where the Christian life is like this. God, can I stay saved from one Sunday to the next? We've come to a place where we're looking for enough power in God that we can make it from, from one point to the next point without fainting. But that's not the, the, the life that the Bible says supposed to be for the children of God. But it said with, from within you there would flow rivers of living water. It said that there would be power that is within you. 
And in this process, if you will endure this process and yield to this process, you're going to become a vessel of honor in which the Holy Spirit is flowing through. And what God is bringing you to is this, that whenever you go into your workplace on Monday, that people will look at you and know something, there's something about you. Devils will recognize who you are in Christ Jesus. The world might not know your identity, but everything in the Spirit will know your identity from heaven and from hell. And you will be able to speak with authority and cause things to change. And this is the church that God called us to and the way he called us up. And tonight I know that process is painful. And wherever you're at in the process, just understand that it's the death of Christ that we have to line up with so that we're sharing in the glory that he has. The Bible tells us, come book, I'm, I'm almost finished. The Bible tells us that if we will be partakers in his suffering, that we'll be partakers in his glory as well. That's not a word that people want to hear. And we want that glory and we pray for that glory, but then trouble comes and we blame it on the devil. But God says, I'm bringing you through a process where that you yield to me totally. I'm taking you through a process that you may not understand because I've got a glory to pour out on your life. There's a glory that I'm trying to give you that when you speak, it means something. That when you open your mouth in prayer, that it is fervent to me and it is effective to me. And I'm going to give you words to pray for your family so that they will be saved, so that they will be different. I'm going to put those words in you, but I need you to be conformed into my image so that you're carrying the fire that I have and not a strange fire. This is the glory of God that is falling on the church. And it is the refiner's fire. And he's looking for a people that have sacrificed something. And I believe that there are people that are in Dominion Sumter that are in the middle of this process somewhere. And I know what your heart's cry is. God, let the fire fall on me. But there's many times whenever you, you pray that prayer, it seems like hell comes against you. It seems like things causing, are causing it to, you to fall apart. But can I just give you another way of seeing it tonight? That's not what's happening at all. Now, I'm not telling you that the enemy's not resisting what's going on because he certainly will. But God says, let me just put to death a few things that are in your life. Let me bring you through a process that I know that I can trust you with this because it's precious. And what I'm talking to you about, church, is not common. It's not just salvation, but it's life more abundantly. It is the right to say, I am a daughter. It is the right to say, I am a son. It is the glory of God that he called me to and said that, you know, I'll give you life more abundantly. I'll make it where even pain doesn't, it doesn't have any effect on you. Have you ever wondered this? How in the world could Stephen have rocks hitting him and look up and say, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. How is that possible? 
even though the pain was being inflicted on him, he had come into a place where his life was not his own. But there was a glory that was in him that was just like that that was on the Son of God. And this is what God's bringing you to tonight. I want you to stand to your feet. It would be difficult other than the to have a rhema word from God to know where you're at in your process to know how to pray for you, particularly for you. Because we're all at different points in this process. But I believe with everything in me that there are many of you that God's killing something in you. I believe God is, is putting something to death in you for his own glory in your life. And I'm telling you, it may be hurtful. It may be hard. It may even have betrayal in it. It could be that you are you, that people are turning you off right now and that you're being isolated. But I don't want you to seek it out. I don't want you to even look for them or try to contact them. But you stay right in the vein that God put you in and look to God, the author and the finisher of your faith. If doors are closing, let them stay closed until, until we're done with the process of what God's doing. He'll open them back up when the time's there. But there are times, he says, come along, along with me. Come along with me. Let me get you in the secret place. Let me pull you into a place where it's just you and I because there's things that I want to do in you that nobody else don't need to be a part of. I want to know that you're mine. And I believe that there are people here tonight that are in that process. And God says there is a glory that I'm revealing in you. There's a glory that's going to fall on you if you will stay in the process.